Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. It's Tuesday, September 17th. That's right. You heard right. It's Tuesday. And we're we're doing a show. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. And I'm with my big sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. Julie, what do you think? You and I going rogue, doing a show on a Tuesday. Uh, Leanne, I'm very excited about this. This is the start of our fall season. This is what we've been hinting at, that that something big was happening at Satellite Sisters. And indeed, this is our commitment. We are going to do a midweek show every week and bring it to bring it to you. So we're really excited about it. Yeah, and it can take different forms. Um, you know, Julie and I are the only sisters with a flexible work schedule. We'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, but we're trying to commit to Tuesdays. But things happen, so we may drop in some interviews. We may drop in some best of shows. You never know what's going to happen. But it's our goal to post two shows a week. Um, at all of the many places that you can listen to Satellite Sisters, whether you listen at Stitcher or iTunes or right from uh, right from our website, we're hoping to bring you a new show midweek, uh, at least for a couple months. We'll test it out. <laughs> so. And then we'll do a customer survey, no doubt, Leanne. <laughs> because we all love surveys. <sighs> all right, Julie, speaking of uh, something we all love, I mentioned on the on the show on the weekend that I was really looking forward to the new Fox show, Sleepy Hollow. Okay, so did you watch it? I did watch it, and I have to say, it's ridiculous and fantastic. And <laughs> oh, that's a that's a good review, Leon. You know, I like television that has nothing to do with reality. I don't understand reality TV mainly because when I do take the time to actually sit down, I don't want to watch real people. I want to watch attractive British actors with a fantastic accents, wake from the dead and be Ichabod Crane 250 years later. Like I'm on board with that kind of storytelling. <laughs> so uh, I can tell we're going to be regular Sleepy Hollow. Plus there are um, a lot of lost like elements and several former lost castmates in the show. So the music is similar, the mythology. I can tell we're going to get flash forwards, flash backwards. It'll be exciting, Julie. Very excited. Is it complicated, Liam? Is it uh, is it something that you can dip in and dip out of? Because I'm not sure that you know uh, I'm going to make a commitment to this show. But if if can I be a casual viewer of this show? You know, Julie, they're describing it as a procedural in the future. Meaning, I think that uh, future episodes, the pilot may not have been the best um, example of this, but I think future episodes will have will they'll solve a murder. Every episode is what it oh, sounds okay. like to me. So it's going to be NCIS. Is that what you're talking? <laughs> yes. If if NCIS included ghouls and headless horsemen and witches, which I love witches. Like I'm not crazy about the vampires or the zombies, but witches are fantastic. So there are battling covens and again, a, a super attractive British actor in the league. In the lead role, has Ichabod Crane. Ichabod is not a sexy name. So if you can pull that off, more my hat is off to you. My head is off to you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leanne. Well, that's one show you're going to watch. Leanne, I have already decided there is one show that I am never going to watch. It's also a Fox show. Um, here are the elements of it. Uh, and I, I, I suppose it's because of the elements that I'm never going to watch the show. First of all, it's a culinary competition. You know, when I watch a cooking show, I like to relax. I like to have, I like to just take a breath. I like to have confidence in the chef 
that it's all going to come together. You know, I, I find You're it. Right. I see that. Yeah. Terrence watching those competition shows when things burn up and they spill stuff and they don't get it done and they're sweating. I mean, that's what I do in the kitchen. I really don't need, I, I don't find those enjoyable at all. Okay. The second element of this new show is talented kids ages eight to 13. Oh, you know, so here's the thing. Okay. I, I just, if they were fresh, real kids, maybe, but I, I, I have to believe that these talented kids ages eight to 13 are all child actors living <laughs> in Burbank, California. You know what I mean? I, I mean, have you seen those AT&T ads where there's a guy and he's sitting around in yes. like, you know, and I, I don't like those ads because those kids aren't real. I mean, you know what I mean? They're all like child actors and they, 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 you know, they just say things that adults think are funny. They don't, you know, they're not acting like kids. So I don't like that element of it. And then the third element, which is like blowing my mind, then Gordon Ramsay, that, you know, British chef who screams and yells at everyone, he's going to be screaming and yelling at these talented kids, eight, eight to 13. So, <laughs> so this is called Top Chef Junior. I think it's Master Chef Junior. Or Master Chef Junior. I, again, I, it's just it's raw. It's I, I, when I saw the preview for it, it was like I'm never going to watch that show. <laughs> yeah, you're you're kind of um, agitated about it already, so I don't think you should watch it. You know, yesterday for some reason I was upstairs writing, and our television. For some reason you were writing. No, okay, that's true. Yeah. Maybe because I'm a writer, and uh, the, so speaking of ghosts in the machine. Our TV occasionally just turns itself on. I think it's because it's never quite been turned off. And, you know, now I've got the sun. Yeah. Now I've got the sun that's home on the gap year. So I didn't know if he was home, but my rule is just don't go downstairs. Don't go downstairs because it's going to ask me to make something for to eat. So don't go downstairs. But I kept hearing this weird, like, beeping. It was very disturbing. So I went downstairs and he wasn't home. The TV had turned itself on and it was recording Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmare. What the beeping was just a beeping out all the swear words he says. There wasn't any dialogue, Julie. It was all beeping. (laughs) See, that's going to be a problem with those talented kids aged 8 to 13. That's what I think. I would think. I would think. Okay, well, Jewel, I, I want to do some follow-up on what we talked about this weekend because we got some funny emails from um, my new favorite group of people. Those are the millennials, okay? we I mentioned some grocery store trends this week because uh, I am um, the grocery store senior correspondent here at Satellite Sisters, and there were a couple of trends I was all for. Uh, there was an interesting trend out of Asia where there's just a kiosk with pictures of food on it, and you can take... Take a picture of what you want to be delivered to your house. You can scan the barcode with your smartphone, and they will deliver it to you to your apartment. So this is a grocery store that's purely virtual. There is no actual food there. It's just pictures of food. You take a picture of it, and somehow it ends up at your house. Well, Annie, one of our millennial listeners who lives in Korea, posted several pictures of these virtual food kiosks at the Satellite Sisters Facebook page. Did you see them, Julie? I did. I was, uh, you know, when you said that on the show, I was like, well, I'm sure they don't really have those. But yes, that was amazing that she sent those in. And those look, those look fun and fantastic if you're ordering one thing, the same thing every week. 
should but, work out fine. <laughs> but if you live in a small apartment, you probably are. And let's face it, when most of us go to the grocery store, I buy the same 20 things every time. Like, <laughs> I know what I'm going to order. I know what I'm going to buy. So Annie, thank you for posting. And Annie made sure to say that she was a millennial and she's been listening to the show regularly since 2007. And because she had got, there was another post from Nicole who lives in Bar Harbor, Maine. Um, cause now I'm stalking her on Facebook. So I know that. And, uh, Nicole was wondering if, there, if she was the only millennial that listened to the show, because I, I said one of the trends I wasn't for was basically millennials in the grocery store taking 20 minutes to buy one thing of olive oil. Like <laughs> I've got, I think that was your issue is just, you didn't want them ahead of you in the checkout line, right? They're just, they're just cluttering up the aisles. They're buying like six things and they're in there for hours. And I know that they care deeply about the olive oil they're purchasing because that's what millennials do. But um, for an expert shopper like me, they're mucking the whole system up. It's like you, Julie, when you go through um, TSA. You know, yes. you don't want to be behind the occasional traveler. You know, so you're like, in. Oh, Leah, now there's a great idea for a grocery store. So you could have like an expert shopper I store. I should. That's slaying, Leah. <laughs> So, and all the beginner shoppers, you know, you know, the hapless husbands. Yes. The, you know, that the is just there for the free samples. Yeah. Yes. Or, you know, people with kids, you know, they're in some different um, area. But for you that want to move swiftly through the grocery store, you would have your own private area. I, I like that. Uh, that would make me. VIP area. Just <laughs> rope off. I like it, Leanne, with, with a bouncer. Make me so happy. But as I mentioned, they're not interested in me anymore, grocery stores. They're not interested in me buying carts full of groceries. They're interested in the millennials buying six items, you know, and, and that, that who want to check out with their own cell phone. I, I have no interest in doing that. So it got me thinking about millennials, and I got something in the mail this week. Uh, I'm on a press list, Julie, because I am an influencer, you know, in the category of gardens. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. I did. But, so well, thank goodness I'm listening to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I get a new, uh, I get an, you know, a quarterly report on a trend report, basically on gardens though. So it's sort of, sort of an interesting slant on, you know, trends that we can look forward to outside of your home. So I appreciate yeah. that. But there was some good information on millennials because a couple of other people on the Facebook page said, what are they? Basically, who are the millennials? It's generally thought of as Generation Y or anyone born after 1980. So basically now kids that are 18 to 29 are considered the millennial generation. And just a few facts about millennials, Julie, uh, because we're very pro-millennial here. You're raising millennials. I'm raising millennials. We've, <laughs> we've given birth to millennials. Um, this is a generation of 90 million strong, you millennials. You're coming of age for home ownership, so pretty soon you're going to start buying houses. You're very frugal. Okay, okay. that's interesting, but I think it's because a lot of you have huge amounts of student loans, yes. sadly. <laughs> right? I, I feel terrible that. for the millennials. Yes. I, I, yes. I feel terrible for them. Um, you're very concerned about value, so I'm sorry I mocked you for spending so much time in the olive oil <laughs> line. I'm sorry. Um, your new luxury are these two things, technology and flexible space. Okay. Technology and flexible space. Two thirds of millennials won't buy a house unless it comes with up-to-date tech capabilities. Okay. So they're in trouble. And I know, I know. And then here's an interesting fact. Tech features are more important than curb appeal to millennials buying a house. That is, that is very interesting. Yes. So if it has some 
if it's high tech with their heating and cooling system or, you know, shades can go up and down or as in your house where TVs just turn off. <laughs> turn on and off. That is that is more important than having a, a cute front lawn. I, I guess so. Oh, we're going to get to lawns, Julie, because you can kiss those goodbye. Okay. These are garden trends. All right. Some more information on the millennials and uh, Nicole and Annie, this is going out to you. They are the fix-it generation. They want to do it themselves. I think you have a daughter-in-law that basically does yes. everything herself, right? DIY. That's yep. it. That is it. That's her whole thing. Yes. They want each room to be personal. So they don't care about a lot of space, but whatever space they have, they want it to be personal. Um, one in five consider, uh, for one in five, their home office, and that's in quotation marks, is their dining room. <laughs> that is flexible space. Yeah, really, they, the millennials are not ever going to eat in a dining room. Uh, and 43% want the living room to be a home theater. Well, good luck with that, kids. <laughs> and then this is um, just a funny fact. They would rather have a TV in the kitchen than a second oven. Okay, well, oh. who, who wouldn't? <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, so th there's the millennials in a... Uh, in a, uh, in a nutshell, but here's one particular garden trend that just made me laugh because this is uh, very millennial. Now, they're interested in DIY, as we mentioned. They're interested in sustainability. One garden trend that's happening is, yep, we are more of us are growing our own food than right. growing our own flowers. Right. Like the sales of edibles are now outpacing the sales of actual, like, planting that's it's like a good thing. Although yeah. enjoy flowers, but yeah. that seems like a good thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but this one trend I love, Julie, and I think, um, yeah, I thought we were on the cutting edge because my husband and I are about to rip up a big chunk of our lawn in the backyard and put in uh, raised beds for our edible garden. Yeah. We, so. You are. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Chickens? Are you getting chickens, Liam? We're going to be self sustaining by 2016. If we can just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, figure or out how to grow Oreos, we'll be in good shape. So, um, oh, some, I'm scrolling down to get to the, the trend I want to mention, but here's one funny one, just in case you're keeping track of plants popularity, yeah. pansies and violas are up, geraniums down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here oh, we go. Poor geraniums. You know, I know who has ever liked a geranium though, besides our mother. She was the only one in America that ever liked geraniums. Yeah. Okay. So here's the trend I want to alert you to, Julie. And I think maybe you should um, embrace this, even though you're not a millennial. I think you could be on the cutting edge there. There's a new trend in gardening. It's called drink your garden. Okay. <laughs> Okay. 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 So, I, don't, I don't see how that is possible. Give it my garden. Land. Okay. It's like so, I should bring cocktails out or in the garden or what? Julie, here's what the millennials are doing and the rest of us are following along. They are growing grapes to make their own wine. Because remember, they're DIYers. There's they're... nothing, Liam, there's nothing I hate more than homemade wine. Have you ever had it? <laughs> I mean, really. Have you ever had homemade wine? Um, I think only once at your house uh -oh. when that guy used to bring it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the worst. It's the worst. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay but what so about homemade beer? Cause the millennials are making beer like crazy. So they're growing their own hops. They are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My sons tried to do that one weekend while I was away. They had a little, they made, tried to, they bought a beer making kit and yeah. were making beer in the bathtub in, uh, in, in my room, but in my master bath, but. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. I think that's all right. Okay. That's uh, maybe it would be a little better than the homemade wine. So. Okay. Um, and then another drink your yard trend is uh, something, and this is what I wanted to alert you to, Julie, because I think this really has your name all over it. Something called Groothies. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm there, Leanne. I love the name. This is a green smoothie. Okay. And here's what I want you to do to make groovy, Julie. I want you to go out and gather raw, homemade, garden, homegrown garden fruit. So I hope you have some berries growing. I hope you have some blueberries there or strawberries or something. And then I want you to gather that kale or the dandelion greens you're growing out there okay. in your new backyard. I know you have them. Yeah. And, and then, you know, maybe some carrots or some beets. And then, Julie, we just want you to to smooth it all up or to groove it all up, and that's your groovy. That you, so, if you if, how are you spelling groovy? Well, Lee? here's the best part of it: it's trademarked, Jewel. So I don't steal this. It's, it's G R O O T I E S. Groovy. Groovy. Okay? okay. So don't be shy. Just put every anything that's growing in your yard. Just groove it up. Okay. So you can, you can grow your grapes, all right? You can grow your hops and make your own beer, and then just grow your own groovies. <laughs> See, and you know we're having a book party in my backyard in a couple of weeks for you when you come to visit Dallas. I know. Guess what's going to be on the menu? I think we're going to have some groovies. No, you know, you know what's going to be on the menu? I'm going to post the world's best iced tea recipe, Julie. We're going to have a breakout on that iced tea I just made this weekend. That's what I was doing, brewing my own iced tea. But uh, With stuff from your backyard or just? Uh, no, with, oh. with stuff from Ocean Spray. And it was, del- <laughs> it was delicious. Oh, good. That's, I like packaged goods. Good, Leanne. Bring it on. Bring it on. That sounds good. But I know others would like... You know, a good iced tea recipe is worth worth a lot, Leanne. So let's uh, be sure to uh, post that. So I'll post that. And then all you millennials out there, you can choose to make it or not. But let us know what groothies you're groothing up in, in your own home. Leanne, I can't wait. I can't wait to come visit you in Pasadena when you get these vegetable beds and fruit beds going. So it will be groothy city there. Hey, um, I this is a follow-up for you. Okay. Because... I know we were talking the other day about the difficulties we have sometimes in producing the show. And it's a very, it's a very fundamental difficulty that we start with, which is we can never remember our passwords, right? Yeah, never remember true. our login names or our passwords. And we keep changing them. And, and so there's, so Leon, this caught my eye in the Wall Street Journal this week. They had the list of the worst passwords of 2012. Okay. Oh, good. So pay attention. It falls into a lot of categories. Okay, number one, password worst password of all time is password. Password. <laughs> okay. Okay. And if you think you're like getting around that by putting password one or password two, that's on the list too. So so those that is out. Okay. Then numbers. That's a whole nother categories. One, two, three, four, five, six, not a good one. One, 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 not a good one. Two, 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 not a good one. ABC, one, two, three, not a good one. Even if you go backwards, six, five, four, three, two, one, not a good one. So numbers like that, they're, they're out, okay? Animals, for some reason, and this comes up quite a bit, and this is data from Splash Data, that if your password is monkey or dragon or Mustang, those are bad words. Now, I didn't know if Mustang referred to a car or to the horse, but they're all bad. And I guess those are very popularly bad names. Oh. I mean, 
How huh. about how about Snoopy? Sheila Sheila's word Snoopy is not on there. So Sheila, it's still safe. Go ahead and use the word Snoopy. It's not one of the worst passwords. Okay, but names, Leon. Okay, so one are obvious that you should never use Jesus. Okay. <laughs> It would never occur to me to use Jesus as password. Well, don't, because it's one of the worst. It's one of the worst. And then for some reason, the name Ashley and the name Michael are also very popular names that people are using for uh, passwords. And they're oh, very- they must be their kids' names. I guess there must yeah. be Ashley's and Michael's. And then finally, the whole category of sports. Football, not a good password. Oh, just football? Football. <laughs> Baseball, not a good password. So, I mean, so that still leaves you, Leanne, with this uh, and me with the situation like, okay, what, how are we going to generate a, a good password? One that, you know, and sometimes they, you know, they do recommend that you're supposed to change your passwords all the time. And, you know, they sometimes have these cards that automatically generate uh, random passwords. Have you ever seen those? Yes. Things? Yes. And you type those into, into into it but that that's they have something new and here's the good news i think this is going to help you on the password but uh, it's also going to create another problem for you leon dolan okay they have yubico the company is making something called a random password token plug so just imagine your keychain Mm-hmm. But you would have a password, random password token on there. You don't have to type it in. You just plug it into your computer and it randomly generates this new this new password. So that's the good news. The bad news is it's on your keychain, Leon. Oh. We're constantly losing your keys. <laughs> so you would then not only not have a password, you wouldn't have the keys to the car. So that is kind of a problem. But again... The future is out there. The future is here because uh, a number of companies, major companies, are working on fingerprint sensors so that you wouldn't have to come up with a word. You wouldn't have to remember a word that you would literally put your finger, you know, fingerprints, you know, like you do. Like the new iPhone. uh, I guess like the new iPhone or um, uh, when global services, if you go through, if you're a global traveler and you've registered with the TSA, that's all I do. That's all Liz does. We just put our passport in and put our fingers, fingerprint, finger down on the sensor and it reads that and it goes. So that's the good news. They have found that certain categories of people, this is not successful. And I is believe- that Sheila? Would that be Sheila? <laughs> well, okay. Would she be a category? Uh, she is her own category. <laughs> She's her own unique category. But they have found with people that have very dry skin that they they are not registering on the uh, on the- fingerprint sensors. So that would make you feel really badly. And then at a hospital, they had this whole system and they found that many of their elderly volunteers, particularly if they have any kind of like tremors or if they're shaking, uh, can't hold, can't uh, hold hands still long enough for the fingerprint uh, reader to read. So uh, that's all the millennials have just turned our show off right there. <laughs> oh, but I want them to turn it back on because UC Berkeley has has they are they are really on the forefront. They have something, they have research and you know, it's still at the experimental stage, Leon, but they are working with brainwave scans so that you would just have a past thought. Oh. Think, think about that. <laughs> 
Okay. No, so of course there's going to be the worst path thoughts of 2015. <laughs> you know, and you can imagine the list of thoughts that are just not going to be successful as passwords, you know, but um but think about that. Past thought, a brain scan coming at you. What do you think? You know, Julie, I'm now I'm depressed because I feel like I'm just barely holding on to technology as it is, just barely. You know, I'm trying not to get so far behind uh, that I can't keep up and I can't keep up with past thoughts. <laughs> Although I leave you with this one from the uh, the gardening uh, trends of 2014. Fermentation gardens are the new chickens. I think that's going to be my past thought. <laughs> okay, Leanne. Okay, I think that's good. I think it's true. I think chickens are kind of over. Yeah. I mean, because they're a little bit messy. I think that's what people found. And the neighborhood dogs eat them. So that's uh, that's what we found in our neighborhood. Mm. Uh, I would oh, say the same with growing your own grapes. That's going to last a very short while because we had grapes. And you know what else likes grapes? Rats. Rats oh, like grapes. Oh, oh, oh okay. So okay. we took all the grapes down. They were so picturesque and charming until... The rats, <laughs> the furry friends, came to eat them while we were sitting there, looking at how picturesque they were. Oh, Goodbye, grapes. Oh. All right. Um. Oh, Julie, I have a. Are we going to where are we hey, going? I was. I was going to tell you, Liam. Okay. <laughs> I need to ask you. I need to ask for a ruling on this. Okay. I believe. I. Uh, you know, we're talking about neighborhoods. I believe I created a real a uh, um a real estate crime, Ooh. and I want I want your advice on it. Okay. Picture this. Uh, my husband and I, with our dog, are taking a little walk on Sunday afternoon where we're just walking around in our neighborhood. And there is a house that's been under construction. Uh, and uh, I don't know what possessed me, but I said, you know, I want to go look in at that house. It looks like it's almost, fin you know, being finishing up. I want to see what they're doing inside. It was a contemporary house. And I mean, they had a fence around it, but the fence wasn't locked. And my husband's like, you really shouldn't do that. And I said, oh, it's, it's all right. I mean, you know, this is what people do when, you know, you're building a house in a, na a neighborhood. People always go in. So I, um, I open the back fence. I, I leave the dog with my husband and I am up on the back porch and I am, I've got my face smashed up against the window and I'm looking at their great room and the new kitchen and everything. Don't you know it? The homeowner was there. Oh, what? Julie. Oh. The homeowner was there. So I see him and I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I started beating it out at the back you door. You did? Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. So he comes out on the porch and I, I, I just, Leon, I started digging a hole. I was just like, oh, hi, I'm your neighbor. And oh, I, I'm sure you said it exactly like that. I was like, oh, I just wanted to see what kind of stain you were putting on your porch because we were thinking of putting in a porch like this. I am just lying through my teeth. I, I am just spinning. My husband's not saying anything. He is like, he is like disowned me. I mean, that. What so, was, what was the homeowner's um, uh, state of mind? Was he annoyed? Was he curious? Oh, he was startled. Oh, startled. He was startled. He was, um, he was, he didn't know exactly how to react, but I guess because I was blabbing so much, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just kept talking, Lee, and I was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't know you were home. I've been watching it. I just kept talking and talking. So, so is that, 
how bad of a crime is that? I mean, I just always thought that that was kind of something that neighbors did. Like when you're, if someone's building a house in, in a neighborhood, you'd expect a little trespassing from neighbors. Is you that know what? Believe me, I'm married to a guy in real estate. So this is a weekly occurrence. He just like pulls over and looks into people's construction sites. Really? Like, oh, he, yeah. They just, prompts yeah. Right up so, there. And, so, you know, his attitude is if anyone's there is like, oh, hey, yeah, just looking. Like, <laughs> He doesn't, he feels no shame at this. So, oh, oh you know, I, I was doing shame, guilt. I, I, am, I am digging a hole. My husband was like, why didn't you just stop talking? You just kept talking. <laughs> I know. Talking. Uh, I, yeah, see, only- I would have, I have learned now, to, oh, just checking it out. Looks great. Welcome to the neighborhood. Boom. Keep walking. <laughs> I know I made up this whole big story about how we wanted to put in a yeah. deck just like that. And did you put a stain on this? I, I really oh. to like, oh, oh, it's so bad, Leanne. The only thing, Leanne, is I was wearing a big hat and sunglasses. Yeah. So I am hoping that he won't re- recognize me the next time I see him at a neighborhood function. <laughs> But that was bad, right? That is officially bad. I... Well, right. I mean, you, you, if you're going to look, you've got to own it. You know, like that this is a totally normal thing. This is what we do in our neighborhood. We check everybody's construction out. You know, that's just the deal. You've moved into the neighborhood. Get used to it. So, but... oh, so it should have been much bolder. Instead yeah. of, okay. Oh, gosh. It was badly. And I was shook up for the rest of the day. I don't think I can ever walk on that street again. No. I think I, and, you know, it's not going to be you that's going to be the telltale. It's going to be your dog. Like, he may forget you, but he'll go, oh, there's that lady with the black lab. <laughs> <laughs> oh so that was bad lane that was bad so okay okay all right, all right jill i have uh i have a quick travel question for you um oh. they i read something in the paper yesterday i thought this was a fantastic idea but as we've already established your your global entry you travel a lot more than i do so mm-hmm. there's a korean airline um that's going to be running a non-stop flight three times a week in and out of uh from seoul to los angeles okay. and uh as a as a marketing um, as a marketing angle, they have painted the whole outside of the plane like "Hello Kitty," and, <laughs> and all, all of the flight attendants will be wearing "Hello Kitty" clothes. And, wow, and the pillows and the blankets will be "Hello Kitty," and all the like the uh, the napkins and everything like that, all "Hello Kitty" branded. Is that something like as a traveler that would give you a lot of confidence? <laughs> To be on the Hello Kitty plane? Yeah. No, I never, I mean, no. Then the pilots, are they going to be in those little pink outfits too? No, no, I definitely wouldn't want that, Leon. But I can see that if you were traveling with a lot of kids back and forth, that might be fun to be on the Hello Kitty um, plane, you know? Uh, or it's a, a lot of 18-year-old girls. Yeah, they don't even have any kids. Right, right. Or, you know, I mean, it's like Alaskan Airlines. Don't you like it that they always paint their tail um tails on their planes are different animals and it's kind of fun are you going to be on are you going to be on the polar bear are you going to be on the bobcat you know i i think that adds to a little excitement uh in the in flying so uh it sounds like uh it's going to be a good flight for just shuttling kids back and forth that's uh a lot if you were had a lot of unaccompanied minors if that was a big part of your mark market this seems like the ideal plane for that. Well, as I said to my husband's son last night on the couch, well, who doesn't love Hello Kitty? And they yeah. raised their hands. They're like, not really. We don't. 
<laughs> so they seem to have alienated, for instance, men. I don't yeah. know. They love. But Sheila, them. think of Sheila, nervous flyer. Yeah. She might enjoy a yeah. whole kitty environment. Yeah. What do you think? Hey, these are the people that brought you the virtual grocery store kiosk. So. <laughs> I was thinking, Leon, you should take a flight because then you could go grocery shopping. So seems right. like a vacation just for you. <laughs> okay, we are wrapping up our Tuesday special. Um, you know, you can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. If you listen to us on Stitcher, we would love it if you gave us a thumbs up. Uh, that actually sort of means something in the Stitcher universe. So if you have a chance to rate a podcast and you want to give us a thumbs up, we would surely appreciate it. Um, we do have uh, we have two Facebook pages for Matt. Maximum Confusion. We have the official Satellite Sisters Facebook pages where we're yep. going to start doing more with that, doing contests and giveaways and things like that. And so legally we can only do that on a on a on an official page. And then we have the open group, the Satellite Sisters open group that anyone is willing to is is able to join. And there's a lot of good discussions that happen every day amongst the Satellite Sisterhood there. So we encourage you to connect with your fellow Satellite Sister listeners. And as we try to go to two a day, we would love it if you could just recommend the podcast, right? Right. But two a week, Leanne, not two a day. Oh, two a week. <laughs> That's, that, that may be some sports practice that your sons are participating in. But uh, podcasts, two a week. We're really trying to get into shape. So we're going to do two a, week, two a days. <laughs> okay. Woo. <laughs> Uh, you know, I ooh, I was up in the middle of the night last night thinking about some stuff. Wait, what do you what do you got on your list to do this week? Okay, here's the thing, Julie. I am doing two things this week um, that I have never done before, and uh, I I said yes to both. They seem like good ideas. They were I they were sort of favors, friends of friends, and uh, and then it was only when I realized, wow, that's a busy week I have going on. So tomorrow I'm actually leading my first webinar. Woo, Liam. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's very cutting edge. Yeah, it is pretty cutting edge of me. And, and it was, it, the invitation came through a friend of a friend, some people who run a parenting site called voice box were putting together an online symposium. And it, it was very similar to the presentation I had done at blog her. So in my mind, like it wasn't going to be that big a deal. And it was an hour and it's a super reasonable cost. It's like $5 to sign up. Uh, <laughs> That's of course reasonable land doing it for free, but they're just trying to figure out, you know, if there's an audience for these webinars. So there's about 10 people in all aspects of social media and blogging doing them as a kind of a test case. So it was really only like Monday when the conference organizer said, okay, do you want me to walk through the webinar with you? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> just, oh, there's a technical component to this. I just wasn't thinking. When they said webinar, I wasn't thinking anything about well, what is a webinar. So I, I was like, oh, I, I was thinking online chat or something. But no, I actually have to like lead the webinar. Julie, I have to put together a PowerPoint presentation, Ooh. which is that I, you know, click the camera and then I can run the PowerPoint simultaneously and then they'll moderate the questions. And so um, I know it's going to be good for me. I should learn to like jump into the future of communication webinars. You never know when that may come in handy. Um, so 
But I'm doing that tomorrow. Uh, and you can find information if you want to sign up for it. As I said, it's very reasonably priced. And if you have any interest in doing podcasting, it's just sort of a basic podcasting 101 class. It's one hour long. If you have any interest in adding a podcast to your blog or to your life, uh, I'm going to give you some basic tips. Okay, Liam. So, but I'm doing it on camera and uh, with PowerPoint <laughs> too. It's, that's why today I have to go buy a new computer. So this is really working out, the not-for-pay free webinar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that... okay. we'll get to that. And then on Friday, Julie, um, uh-huh. there's an organization here in Pasadena that I have done some fundraising for, the Cancer Support Community. And it's one of those great organizations that provides support to cancer patients and their families through everything from yoga classes to therapy to nutrition classes to counseling. Um, and everything's free. You don't pay for anything. So all comers, if you've been through cancer, going through cancer, lost someone to cancer, it's called the Cancer Support Community. So they have a ladies' night out fundraiser. And this is where Sheila and I performed our stand-up a couple years ago. Yes. And uh, But this time they asked me to be the celebrity auctioneer. So... Oh, you have to go minimum, minimum, you have to talk fast? I guess so. And all I could, every time I try to think about talking fast, Julie, all I can think of is, hey, bad about it, hey, bad about it, I can't. It's like pastors, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> you. I just. Oh, Lynn. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, I would say, here's my, here's my coaching tip. Yeah. Because I have been to many school auctions where, where they have volunteer auctioneers and some are good and some are not good. Just don't try to talk fast. Just talk in a regular, at a regular speed. People will understand it better and you'll probably raise more money that way. So yeah, don't feel like you're, you know, like selling cattle or something, you know, I mean, just, oh, Leon, auctioneer. Okay. Well, I... And I of course, well, I'm using the term celebrity very loosely. <laughs> so, well, the yeah. other, the host is the weather girl from the local KABC News or the traffic person. So, oh, I think you should have been the host and you should have made that traffic girl do the walk. So, hey, about about. Um, so, I did request like the items in advance so I could familiarize myself with what my live auction items were. So I'm not reading them for the first time, like on stage under the lights with my, you know, $10 reading glasses. So, and you know what they all do, you know, they all do at those auctions, Leon. if you have two people battling for, uh, for one item, yeah. you get them to commit two items so that you make, um, you know, so they both win that. Okay. You split it. I know I've seen that happen. Yeah, you got to do that. You can't do that with like Labrador retrievers or <laughs> that, but if you can get a second dog, then they both can do, you know, then you have two winners and it's a great moment when auctioneers do that. So, okay. so Julie, better, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> so you better see if that is an option, you know, uh, with any of the, um, the items that you're going to be auctioning off that somebody would duplicate it. So. Okay. I haven't seen the list, so I have no idea sort of what even the general level of auction items is. I can okay. tell you this, having last time, like one of the big auction items was basically plastic surgery like that was one of so so that might be good like two faces do i hear two faces you get both eyes no just no no both eyes you're doing both eyes (laughs) anyway oh wow that's a big week land that's a big week that's That's a lot of learning that is a lot of learning 
I, I was worried with the webinar, but the the auctioneer. Oh boy. Okay, talk slowly, Liam. Do not talk. Fast. Okay, that's actually that's a really good tip. I don't know why I thought I had to talk. Fast. Don't talk fast. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. All right. Well, you that yeah we you know I we'll get a full report this weekend on this on your big week. Yeah. No yes. If I'm still standing, uh, if I'm still standing and I still have a voice after my webinar, and then I have a book signing on Thursday night. Uh, so webinar Wednesday, Thursday night, a book signing, and Friday, celebrity auctioneer. <laughs> okay. Whoa, Liam. Wearing many hats this week, Joel. Okay. Okay. All many right. You hats. should send me the list of the gifts. I just want to see what they what they are. Maybe okay. silent bidders. I can call in, bid on something. And then that can that can up the uh, up the money count. I'd be happy to do that. Okay, do you it. can have a fake phone. Bring no. a fake phone. We've got an overseas bidder. We think she's from Asia. Asia. Okay, she she's just in phone. on the Hello Kitty plane. <laughs> okay, all right. We are gonna say goodbye. Thanks for joining us on our Tuesday experiment. We're gonna do what we can do for the next couple of months. Uh, let us know what you think over on the Facebook page. Uh, Jill, have a good week. Okay, you too, Leanne. All right, don't forget, call your satellite sister. Oh,